My first job was um, at a frozen yogurt shop and I got paid $7. I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, real money. Did Amazing. you make commission off of being able to sell it at high school? When no, you took all those Jordan, orders? Jordan didn't give me commission. Jordan's <laughs> the boss, yeah. <laughs> he didn't give me commission, but I think he took me out to dinner, so it's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I actually ended up getting trouble in that and like they were not happy about it. I remember saying to him like, there's a demand for it. You need to meet it. You can't take. So, like, I think you should be looking at different options. Like, I can't help it if people want it. Yeah. Like, if people don't want it, I wouldn't be taking yeah, all these exactly. orders. Welcome to the Level Asian Podcast. We're joined by Claudia Lee here today, who runs her own business as a business coach and mentor. Claudia was a personal trainer and a yoga instructor for four years before quitting her job during lockdown and going into social media management and content creation. Claudia has always been passionate about business, known for being the one that sold pens and stationery in year five to all of her classmates. And in year nine, she would also facilitate taking hundreds of dollars worth of frozen yogurt orders for her entire high school. (laughs) And now at 23, Claudia runs a coaching and marketing business that has made multiple six figures in less than a year. Welcome to the podcast, Claudia. Thank you. Great introduction. (laughs) Straight hustler. Oh, so that's I, funny. I feel like when if I knew you when I was young, I'd probably be scammed and I've lost a lot of money. What do you mean? What do you mean? You five year, what year five selling already selling pencils and and stationery yeah. and froyo. There's demand for it. Froyo yeah. as well. Sells for Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, which is your old boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're already making him money. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's jump straight into it. So tell us a bit about yourself, your upbringing, your childhood, and all of that. So a little bit about myself, as you mentioned, I'm a business mentor, um, upbringing. I've lived in Sydney all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of Asian background are you from? Chinese. Chinese. So where'd you grow up? Like, um, I grew up in Australia. Yeah. yeah. What, any suburb in particular? <laughs> um, suburb in particular, not in the West, um, in Hurstville. So I've always lived in Hurstville pretty mm-hmm. much my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of your parents, have they been really strict? What kind of jobs do they do? Yeah. Uh, well, my parents are very, very strict. So like strict to the point when I was young, they pretty much said, don't work, just go to school and like get a really, really good education and then you can work later in mm-hmm. life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you follow that? No, absolutely. <laughs> As you can tell. tell from the intro. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, like school's great. I just like never showed them my report cards. I'm like, yeah, doing well. So doing when well. did you finish school? Like, um, I finished in year 12. So I actually wanted to drop out in year 10, but I think I would. You're being disowned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need a house to live in. So I'll just, I'll just finish year 12. I won't go to uni. So like I actually didn't tell my parents I wasn't going to uni. <laughs> until I finished school and they're like, oh, like, what are you going to study? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not. Nothing. <laughs> but I think my parents will always, like, even though they were slightly disappointed, I'm not an accountant yeah. or a doctor, they always knew um, I would be okay because I've worked my whole life since I was like 14 mm-hmm. till um, year 12. I've always worked. So they knew deep down I would be okay mm-hmm. with whatever I do. And mm-hmm. they always kind of knew I was an entrepreneur as well because – Come on, like I bought, I bought pens when I was younger. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, sorry, sold pens when I was younger. So how did you go from, you know, high school and then into the fitness industry and then from the fitness industry into your own business? I was like never sporty or anything, mm-hmm. but then I want to train, like I want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So one day I joined this gym, it was called Fit and Fast. I was like, okay, I'm going to do some classes here. And then I went to a couple of them and I really liked it. And I didn't really do much like back then. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to gym and I'm going to work. And then I was like training for years. I was like, you know what? I reckon I could teach these classes better than the instructor. So I was like, hmm, I'll explore getting like a cert three and four. So during school, I actually studied the cert three and four. Oh, okay. Um, and then I was like, okay, once I finish school, I'm going to go be a personal trainer because mm-hmm. I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> why, why personal training as opposed to anything else? Because I wasn't good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that was clear. You tried everything else. I tried everything else. I was like, okay, I'm good at fitness. Um, I like it. And I could work at this gym. I'm like training it as well, right? So I was like, okay, this is the only thing I'm good at. Because I literally had no other skills, mm-hmm. to be honest, mm-hmm. besides being able to sell yep. and 
like fitness. So I was like, okay, I'll try that. So how old were you at that time? About 17. 17. Yeah. So you just went straight into it. Straight into it. Um, and then luckily from there, like I just had a few connections. So they actually got me a job um, working at Anytime Fitness. Okay. And yeah, it was really interesting because I would have been about 17, 18 while I was working there. And, <laughs> and all my clients were like in their 30s. So yeah. It's, it's almost like that thing just got to act confident mm-hmm. even though they don't know you're just fresh out of school yeah right um so I did that for yeah about four years mm-hmm. four years so so um let's uh, bring it back a bit yeah. which school did you go to? I went to George's River so I went to Pensas Pensas High School I was like yes. what school did I go to <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I cared about it Pensas High School and then I went to George's River College after because they do co-ed mm-hmm. for the last two years um, do you know that school? No, I actually, no, I, I'm not from that area. So tell me a bit about that school. Was it like d- demographic wise? Like- demographic wise, it was very mixed. You'd have like Australians, you have a lot of Asians. It was very mixed. Like I actually, I really enjoyed year seven to 10, but mainly because it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's and, always the fun years. And then like, it, you don't really take it that seriously. Yeah. And there's always like, there's always stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really fun. Um, seven and 10. Then like when it got to 11, 12, everyone was like really stressed about yeah. HSC. <laughs> it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> so were you good at school at that time? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was good at it, but I would always pass. Right. So I wasn't bad, but I wasn't like amazing because people like, all my friends would get really, really good grades and like the tests were like easy for them. I'll just get like, yep, yeah, cool. I'll, um, I'll pass, but I wouldn't put any effort into it. Cause I found it really hard to study. I really mm-hmm. struggled. I was mm-hmm. like, man, hopefully real life isn't going to be like this. <laughs> Sometimes school isn't just cut out for yeah. some people though. Like it's so regimented. You have to study, you have to do the same thing over and over again yeah. from seven till 12. Yeah. Like I didn't enjoy school. But and 12 to, to university yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Same with university. Yeah. And like you just have to keep doing it no matter what, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, so when, then- did, when did you like stop like realizing that, well, start realizing that like school is just not cut out for you? Or at a very Probably early year age? 10. Year 10? I was like, should I drop out and just work and save money? I was like, disowned by family or <laughs> I was like, or that was always in the back of my, like, honestly, if I could do my time again, I would actually probably drop out because I think I would have had more time to like do stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I didn't because mm. at least my parents can say I finished school. Yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I, year 10, I was like, Hey, these subjects are getting really hard. I don't understand anything. So I just mentally checked out, mm. but Keep in mind, during that time, I wasn't doing nothing. I was still, like, working. So after school, I'd go to, like, my part-time job Mm -hmm. and just work. I'm like, at least if I'm not good at school, I'm good at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So I was getting significance from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So then um, you did PT for, like, three or four years. And then what happened after that? So it was 2020. And I just thought to myself, I was just having this realization, like, what's – because I love growth. And I was like, what's the next step from here? Is it opening a gym? Or like, what do I want to do? Because I think like once you're PT, you're t- you're capped for hours. Like you can only do 30, 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And when you go on a holiday, you don't really get paid for that. I was like, okay, do I want to open a gym? But I just didn't feel co- like there's some people and some of my clients, they just like feel so core to like open a gym. But I was like, I don't feel like I want to open a gym. I feel like if I open a gym, it's just for the sake of taking the next step. Mm. So I did what anyone does i had a midlife crisis um, in my early 20s i was like oh my god what do i do and at that time i had a client so you guys have met him Jono, um and he owned an education like company and he's like to me um do you want to do some social media and like sales for me i was like mm, okay <laughs> um he's like okay i'll pay you 20 dollars like well, I'm getting like paid a hundred dollars for PT, twenty dollars. It's a huge like pay cut, but you know what? I'll take it because this dude makes a lot of money. I'm sure I can learn something from him. So I started with like ten hours a week, and um, I was just doing some sales for him. I was doing some of his social media, and from there, um, he he asked me this one time. I remember this in I think February. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do a webinar for me? Because you're really good at sales." So a webinar is pretty much um. Do you guys know? You guys know what a webinar is? It's just selling to like a big group of people and he's like, just give it a try. I'm like, okay. And in that webinar, I made, am I allowed to say numbers here? Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I made like $10,000 and 
And how it worked back then is I got a commission of that. And I literally made what I would make as a personal trainer in one hour doing that webinar. I was like, what am I doing? So in one hour you you made that much. How long would it have taken you to make like that? a month as a personal trainer? A whole month. Yeah, wow. like okay. just based on the commission. I was like, what is this? Because I was like, what am I even? I almost was like, what am I even selling? Because it was like a digital product, and that was when I was getting introduced to like the digital world, the online space. Before it kind of got big from COVID. And I was like, interesting. He's like, do you want to do it again? I'm like, yeah, but I'm still gonna do personal training. I'm still gonna do yoga, um, like teach yoga and stuff. And then from there, um, I was like, you know what? Why don't I do, like, to be smart with my time, why don't I do one webinar a month that will cover my PT salary? And back then I had this idea of corporate yoga, right? Because I saw a gap in the market where corporate workers, they were so stressed. I was like, why don't I do mobile corporate yoga? I go to some companies and I was just like, hey, pay me $400. I'll run a one-hour class, right? right? So I did that and I got a huge clients. I won't mention a name, but you know, with corporate, you take, it takes like three, four people to like, you have to talk to HR and there's mm-hmm. this other guy and there's Tom mm-hmm. and there's like right. Jerry and there's like Sarah that you got to talk to before you finalize the client. So it took me a, quite a long time to build it. I build it, but eventually I got five clients that will pay me that much. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit PT. I'm going to do corporate yoga. I'm going to sell once a month for him. And I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. <laughs> That's and as far as... And, and how old were you at the time? Um, how old would I have been? I would have been 21. Yeah. 21. It's pretty insane. <laughs> I would have been 21. Yeah. I was, I was like, a dropkick at 21. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 20, 20, I think 21. I was like 25k a year. <laughs> <laughs> but that was back then. It's like inflation happens. <laughs> um, and then I was like, hey, I'm set. So quit my PT, gave all my clients to some um, dude that lived nearby. I was like, hey, take my clients, take care of them. I would do this corporate yoga. So with the corporate yoga, I wasn't actually teaching it either because they were like in the West or in the city. Um, I got teachers, I paid them and I took a percentage of that, right? And I would just find the clients because I could like um, get the clients. I was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. So quit PT, did the corporate yoga. I was like, can we sell for him um, once a month? And then next week, COVID hit and I was like- <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> so how long were you running this up until this point? Would have been about six weeks because I was like, this is solid. The oh, clients wow. like, because they signed a 12-week program commitment. So I knew they were secured for at least 12 weeks. I was like, I'm going um, to give them great classes. They're like, they were happy with it. I knew they would resign, but these companies didn't want to resign because like everyone's freaking out during COVID. Mm-hmm. They're like cutting budgets. Even one of the companies was still running, but they were like, so busy. They didn't like, they had no time to relax, mm. right? Because some companies got busier during COVID. Um, I was like, I was literally like, shit, what do I do? <laughs> um, so I do what anyone does. You got to hustle. So I was like, anyone looking for social media help? Um, so I was freelancing back then. So I took a few clients and I just did their social media for them to help them get online clients, right? And from there, I kind of went into a full-time, like a full-time contract with the education company and I sold for them and I worked um, for them, right? So at what point did you sort of wrap things up with the education company? And yeah, like doing so they, I still work with them as a client, but I don't work like for them because it was more so I work for them you as a contract, but I still engage with them. Um, it was probably the second lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened in the second lockdown? A lot of like the second lockdown was a bit like, oh, a lot of people didn't expect that mm-hmm. to happen. So personal trainers were, were coming to me like, hey, I'm freaking out. What do I do? How do I get online clients? And I was like, should I start my own like coaching <laughs> business? Kind of, like that's when I was like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Because I had all the skills and I coached that company's clients and then there was no continuation program, but I kept in contact with a few of like their people. And I just had to think like, I think when was our last lockdown? It was July 2021. Um, I was like, Hey, do I do this? Like, what do I do? I was like, I was having my second midlife crisis Mm -hmm. then. Right. Um, so what I did is what any sane person does. I reached out to a business mentor. I was like, here's $20,000. Can you help me start my own online coaching business? I don't, and, I don't know if that's any sane person doing that, yeah. but anyway, yes, go on. And like, I knew from that I would have to commit because I was scared, like, I would start it and I was just like, leave it. You know, when you start stuff, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, 
It's a lot of work. I knew giving her that money would mean I have to like do it. There's no backing out. So who was that? A business mentor? Yeah, a business mentor. So I actually, sorry? Yeah, I was, are you allowed to put, give a... Yeah, yeah, Jess. Um, so Jess, like I was watching her stuff and how I came in contact with her was I had a freelancing client. I was helping him build his funnels. I was like, oh, who's, who you coach you with? And he said, oh, Jess. I was like, oh, Jess. Jess. Um, Vieira. So Jess, Jess Vieira. Vieira? Okay, and then what happened there is me and Jess actually go way back. I used to teach yoga at the gym she used to manage. And I saw her grow a business from zero, literally zero dollars to a million in less than a year. I was like, okay, I need to learn from this girl. Right. Um, and that's what I did. So and you I, paid her 20000 Did you actually just say, hey, I'm going to give you $20,000? Literally. So what happened was I was on a support call with her because I was having trouble building my client's funnel. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what do you do now, Claudia? I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure. I kind of like take a few contracts, freelance here. <laughs> like do some sales with people, work on commission. She's like, interesting. Like Dan says you're killing it. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing all right. And I was like, hey, what are your packages? And she's like, um, I, yeah, I've got a few things. I'm like you want to coach me? And I literally just paid it. <laughs> it was like, the mo- like there was no sales call. Like, I think she was confused too. Cause like, I've never really like engaged with any of content, but like I was watching all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, she really supported me in that. It was, it was epic. So I worked with her for three months and. Do you feel like you got the ROI, the 20,000? Yeah. So like after, um, there's a couple of things. Like when you invest in mentorship, it makes you show up in a really like, Hey, like you get some skin in the game. Right. Um, and then she also gave me a step-by-step strategy as well. Like I had the skills, but I didn't know how to package things. And she supported me in that. And then the next week, I literally, I literally made all my money back. Yeah. The next wow. week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So next That's week. a quick turnaround. Yeah, next, week. next week after the three months or next week? No, no, no. Like next, I paid her next week. All these clients came out of nowhere. I was like, what's happening? Like so you, you, were, you were good already. Like your, your skill set. Was, I was already yeah. good. So it wasn't like her, like she supported me. It was like, she gave me belief that like, hey, she's like, Claudia, trust me, I've coached a lot of business mentors and you're probably someone like I didn't really have to give like any advice on how to mentor. You have the skills. This is just like what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, there's no way people pay like this much for it. She's just like, trust me, like just do it. Mm-hmm. And I, that week, um, the week after, when I started putting out content, I like make free posts, but um, I got some referrals from that. Like people I work with from the previous education company. So it wasn't me investing that actually like, got the money back it was it was just me putting out stuff there right like there's a lot of moving parts to it i guess in terms of pricing and everything how did you figure out how to do that in the beginning um so i was like okay i'm gonna do twenty five hundred dollars for 12 weeks because that's the most i've like ever sold as a package mm-hmm. for anyone I'm like that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna charge people that and then she's like no do four thousand i'm like no i'll pay that thousand <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, she's like, okay, if it feels good for you, let's do 2,500. And I sold that. Um, so once I sold that, I saw people pay for it. I slowly, every um, six weeks, I would increase until I was happy with the mm-hmm. price, mm-hmm. right? But I think a lot of people want to just jump the gun and go like really high with the price. Yeah. I think you just got to like do what you're comfortable with and go from there. Mm-hmm. And you built the course too, right? Did you did you build it beforehand or did you build um, it? I built it at during so i built all the assets during when i was coaching people because that way it was the best way to see like what people needed um and it was more like they would get the cause with me as well yeah so it was like mainly the cause yeah yeah so i'm, I'm curious here yeah um i'm just like anyone who's watching the video is like young asian girl selling like four thousand dollar packages right and just drop 20k on a business mentor to help with yeah. uh you know self-limiting beliefs you yeah know, in a, to a certain degree yeah and for there's there's a lot of dynamics there right so number one is like i think we sort of see um i guess it's a stereotype that go like asian australian young yeah you know female like how do you how did you get the confidence right to be able to sell that sort of level besides dropping 20k on a yeah. coach but let's just say you don't have 20k yeah. it's like did, was it were there other things that came into factor to help you be able to like yeah for sure so just a bit of backstory when i had that contract with the company i sold for them so i would do about 50 sales calls a week and then um when they hired me the first thing i did the next i actually didn't mention this the first thing i did the following month is i flew to melbourne and have you guys watched what's that movie called um with jordan belford is it war oh war for wall street yeah because when i got this contract i was really bad sales like that the first backtrack this first um 
first time made sales call like over the phone uh 10 people hung up on me on the same like on the same day I was like what the heck like I'm not cut out for this so what I did was okay I just need to throw myself in a deep end so I went to this mentor in sales and he's like renowned in Australia like he's probably trained every business coach what's his name um Gulliver Giles right so like he's any business coach you see in Australia he's probably trained them because he was like the OG um, and he does these events. It's called Sales Domus. If Gulliver ever listens to this, shameless plug, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so it's called Sales Domus, and it's a three-day event. So two days is theory. So you talk about sales, like the process, like how to sell. And the third day, you score for eight to ten hours. Jesus. There's no desk. There's like no desk. There's nothing. You're only allowed a phone, right? It's all you're allowed. And like you can't even use your laptop for leads. You have to print it out. The only oh time you use your laptop is if you're processing the payment. So what, was everyone sitting on the floor? Four, standing up, walking around. Oh, wow. Legit Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going back to this event actually next week. I'm flying to Melbourne for oh, it. Are you doing another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so he called me and he's like, hey, I'm doing another one. And then he's been like, we're being locked out for tears. He's like, are you in? He's like, you know I'm in. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so wait, wait, what do you sell though? Like in you sell, um, so you sell whatever your program is, right? So I was just selling what? for the company back then, yeah. right? So I was this, I would have been, how old would I have been? I would have been 21 at the time or 20. No, I would have been 21. Question. Would you have been the youngest one in the room? I wasn't the youngest one. So there was people there selling 20K packages. I'm like, sorry, you make half a million dollars a year. I was like, what the hell? And like you also, and you were the youngest you said? I was the youngest. So like- oh, you were the youngest. And so next to me, there was someone that was like a millionaire and person beside me was like, Yep, they just sell like 20, 30K but, packages. Then you feel so small in the room. Yeah, yeah. I felt like so small, but it was good. Was It made me show, like it showed me what was possible. Yeah. Right? Because So when I did business mentoring two years ago, I'm like, I've seen people do this before. It's like, mm. it's possible. Because mm-hmm. I was so confused. I'm like, what do you sell for $20,000? <laughs> and they told me like they're nutritionists. I'm like, doesn't a nutritionist get paid $100? So it was... Yeah, it was very, very eye-opening and actually made really good connections from that event that like, I'm still friends with them today. Yeah. So it was really, really cool. Oh, that's, that's insane because like I, I, I talked about this a while back yeah. uh, with a few friends and I said that um, the one thing I made, uh, one decision I made in my life that changed my life forever was that I, ha- I hung out with or I was mentored by people that did things that I just didn't think was even achievable yes. yeah. at all. Like, you know, I had a um, mentor in my old office that, um, you know, he, he grew his business, he grew yeah. the accounting business and he was 26 when he started, like he, yeah. he became a partner. Age. Yeah. yeah. And I was 26 when yeah. I started my own business and I was just like, oh, people were saying, man, that's very young. And I was like, really? Is that really that young? Like the guy next to me just did it. So yeah. <laughs> like, not really why can't that. I do it? Yeah. It's like what's possible, right? Right. Yeah. So but I was going to, I mean, some people talk about, um, you know, in corporate, they talk about this, they go, you got to do your time. Yeah. And. I'm like, well, yes, t- when I when they say time, I think what they mean is like you've got to accumulate enough experience and skills to be able to take it to the next level. But yeah. it's like it's not a, hey, you have to do this for like two or three years before you can sort of get promoted. Because yeah. at the pace that you've gone in terms of how fast you've grown, yeah. it's like very- It would be about more. two years, yeah. Right, so two yeah. years, right? And like I'm just fast-forwarding a little bit, but like you know, and you're open-minded about sharing, like what sort of numbers mm-hmm. are you doing right now? So from, I started the coaching business in July. So I've made over 20, um, no, sorry, 200K, like over 20, 200K. I don't 200, know. 200,000 uh, since July. Yeah, like cash. Wow. Like not sales, just cash. Okay. And that's July. So almost a year now. Yeah. Basically. So almost a year, like wow. 10 months. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty incredible. Like I think people think, oh, I've got to go in and get a great, like you figured it out in the space of a year with COVID. <laughs> just to confirm, July 2021. Yes. Yes. And then. Up to, to yeah, it's not even twelve yeah. months. Not even twelve. And months, then, yeah. like, I think one part is like, um, I think I contacted you mm. in March. Mm. Was before, like, honestly, I didn't know how all this like tax stuff worked. I just get money, but like, okay, it's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> so I think like the best thing I actually did was get an accountant because that helped me see my numbers. I was like, whoa, I'm actually doing really good numbers, right? And it was like, can I double this? And it, 
Yeah, it just feels more real. It feels yeah. like a more real business. Real business. It, yeah. It feels gamified too. Yeah. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, I made this much last yeah. month. Oh, okay, let's just try to beat it. Yeah. And then and then it drops a bit and you're like, why the heck did it drop? <laughs> and so you try to get back <laughs> Yeah, up. you look at the profit losses like, yeah. where did all my money go? But like money, money's such a like a taboo subject, yeah. right? People don't like talking about money. Yeah. And you're like, I, we've had interactions before and obviously Davey's your accountant. Like you are one of the most open people about money. Yeah. Um, I'm curious why, because like a lot of people don't like talking about money. I think it's because I like money. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Um, well, the coach I'm working with right now, so he actually mentors me on money. So like money is just when you have more of it, you can do more things, right? Like you can donate, you can hire people, you can give people opportunities. Like I see money as a good thing, right? Like money is just a byproduct of growth really so i think sometimes people don't like talking about money because it like it triggers people right like i even have some clients that i coach and they hired me not for strategy but to like coach them on money which which is like interesting right so um it's it's a huge subject like it triggers a lot of people but i think yeah i think like you have to work like i don't know i don't know if you guys have like can because you have a business too and davy i don't know if you guys have had to work on like money mindset at all like even paying staff or something like that you're like paying contractors you're like yeah come out kind of almost don't want it you're like uh well i talk about it all the time i'm like i hate the fact i'm sorry i hate the fact that i have staff but i understand why. you know because i I understand you need staff to grow yeah um but i don't like the pressure of having to feed yeah no that makes sense yeah Yeah. um it's a it's a it's a weird it's like a catch-22 you have Mm -hmm. to have it but um you know, like, but also I think about the fact that, like, I see how you run the business and you're sort of like this one person. I know you've got some team members yeah. and that sort of stuff, but for the most part, it's you. Yeah. Um, would you want to grow this thing out into, like, a really have a big team or are you happy with the size? Um, For where I'm at right now, I think, like, I have a full-time VA, so I'm happy. Like, she takes care of a lot of stuff for me. I do want to, I do want to grow a team, but I I think I have very shitty management skills if I'm very like honest. You're very trustworthy as well. Yeah. So you might just trust them with your whole life. Yeah, like I give people my like my VA has my bank accounts. She pays herself. Oh whoa, well, okay. <laughs> I'm like, if I can outsource that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm very lazy, but I I think um potentially like I do wanna bring in like Aussie. Like it gets lonely. That's mm-hmm. one thing that people don't talk about. I'm literally in my bedroom. All work, day. Like my office. You work from home. Working all the time. Like I really miss the culture. I, mm-hmm. I, I actually have to challenge what you're saying like yeah. before about the whole money that you love money. I don't think you love money. I think you love making money. Yeah, I love making money. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> like the, the game of playing, like yeah, trying playing. to make mm-hmm. money, right? Yeah. Cause like, I, I don't think you love money. Cause yeah. if you love money, you wouldn't be spending 20K on a, like, you know, on no, a coach. That's true. I love right. making money cause it's a byproduct of growth and then showing you like what's possible. It's mm-hmm. also like going to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. And you like, First, you lift like 80 kilos and you lift 150 kilos. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I can do more. I can do more. And like, it's just so much growth that comes with it. That's true. Mm. Maybe I don't like money that much. Yeah. I like making and, money. And, and to be honest, yeah. I don't think a lot of people actually like money. Like yeah. uh, they actually like the choices that money gives them. Yeah. Um, the freedom. The freedom. The, freedom, yeah. the issues. It solves a lot of issues for yes. them. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it solves a lot of issues. That's hence why I like like options. making money. Yeah. yeah. It gives us the options. Actually, yeah. that's a good point that you bring up as well. Like when I grew up, like my parents didn't have a lot of money, but like I was I was never hungry. Like I always could afford food. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents didn't have like a lot of money. So like, ev- like if we wanted to go on holidays, we couldn't do that. Or we wanted like something extra. It's like, no, no. So yeah, tell me more about your parents then. Like what did your parents do? Um, So my dad, like he just works at a news agent. um, And then my mom, she doesn't work. So she's- Stay home mom. She just like stays at home and like Mm. cooks and cleans and you know, the Asian mom. But but, like, I thought like, okay, one day I'm gonna have a family and like, I wanna have options. If I wanna go on holiday, I wanna do that, right? Um, And you need money to do that. Like you can't just manifest holiday mm. shows up right or you can win the lotto i was like okay if i want a family i want options like if i want to stay at home with my child like i want to have that option and you got to have money to do that otherwise mm. like i just don't didn't want to be stressed about money because when i was younger i did like i could feel the stress on my parents mm-hmm. with money so like like they're always conscious about every cent yeah that they or they'll, they'll be fighting about money too right mm. i was like oh, this is not do you, so do you think that motivates you like that was like some sort of childhood experience you're like 
that's why you're sort of really driven to make. I think so. I think so. I, de- I think definitely pays a big part of it because you want to feel safe and secure, right? And like for your kid, like your future family as well, you want to be like, okay, like if something happens or like you need medical care, you've got the money like aside to yeah. do that. That's super interesting. There's like this fin. One of my friends that um, owns a restaurant said this and like they're Asian. So what they said is like, if you, if you want to find a really authentic Chinese restaurant, make sure there's a kid, a kid at the front. The side, <laughs> make sure there's a kid on the side studying. And that's how you know the food's well, authentic. I, good. I just, I'm, we're meandering right now, but I was, I was in Eastwood the other day yeah. and I, I was walking with my partner and she was like, I want like Hong Kong egg waffles. And we're walking down this arcade and there was a kid, I kid you not, I reckon he was seven years old. <laughs> And he was like taking our order. <laughs> and I reckon he was like copying his parents. Cause you know, like Chinese, like Asian service is really bad. Mm. Like it's like, they don't want your business, right? <laughs> like half the time they're not even looking at you. There's like icon. And he was doing the exact same thing. He literally looked like a kid, like an adult doing this. And, um, and then we got, the, we got, we had to wait for the order. We saw, so we walked away and like ordered something and then came back and he like got the orders mixed up. And so I was like, ah, oh, he's a kid, whatever, yeah. you know, we'll just let him be. But he was just like, he was nonchalant about the whole thing. He's like, no, your order's not ready. I'm like, no, my order's like sitting right there. So I'm like, I'm arguing with him about mm-hmm. it. But I like you literally in Asian areas, like suburbs like Eastwood, you see it everywhere. Mm. Like kids just, you know, running the front of house basically <laughs> for like all businesses. Yeah. So. Oh so your gosh. parents, um, so you you didn't grow up with like a um, you know, a easy life in with your when you're in your childhood, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say like it definitely wasn't hard. Like I, I'd, I could buy school uniform, add food, but like when I turned fourteen nine months, I was literally counting days. <laughs> I'm like, I need to make money, <laughs> and then I got a job. So my first job was um at a frozen yogurt shop, and I got paid seven dollars. I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, real money. Amazing. Did you make commission off of being able to sell it at high school? When no. When you took all Jordan, those orders? Jordan didn't give me commission. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan's the boss, yeah. <laughs> he didn't give me commission, but I think he took me out to dinner, so it's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. <laughs> I should have asked for commission. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know sales and like yeah. how it worked back then. I was just happy to take orders. I think you were just happy to be the ice cream person. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to give ice cream like, to I think I got like a bit of status too from it <laughs> yeah. as well. It's like, hey, you got to talk. You have to get exclusive, like connect with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get like the order to like, get topics so like i wouldn't take it from like randoms had to be mm-hmm. friends of friends yeah because obviously someone has an allergy mm-hmm. not yeah. good um plus the school didn't know about this so we had to sneak it oh. in it's like <laughs> it turns dealer. up with a few hundred dollars yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um yeah i actually ended up getting trouble in that and like they were not happy about it and joy's like do you want me to come to like school and talk it out with your principal like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like no nah, it's fine i'd be like they, they just got angry about it and it gave me like a stern warning it's like no more of this because like they explain like allergy allergy and it's like <laughs> i remember saying to him like there's a demand for it you need to meet it you can't so like i think you should be looking at different options like i can't help it if people want it yeah like if people don't want it i want to be taking yeah, all these exactly. orders that's so funny <laughs> good times good yeah. times i look back at that it's really really fond memories yeah. well going off of like your childhood memories and yeah. stuff did you have a good relationship with your parents i wouldn't say i had a bad relationship but like as you know we're all asian here like mm-hmm. it's they have like a certain set of beliefs yep. and they, what was like happening is like, you just got to study. So like, anytime I want to like go out with my friends, like, no, nah, you got to study. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to work, it's like, you don't need to work. You got your whole life to do that. Go study. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I, what am I yeah. studying for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was confused. Um, like, yeah, I'll, like our relationship wasn't like bad, but like my parents were very, very strict. Mm-hmm. So like constantly I'd, They'll never listen to this, but constantly I had to lie about like what I was doing and where I was. Yeah. I was like, who's this friend? Who's that friend? I'm like, I can't explain all my friends. Exactly. Um, so like, yeah, it was very, like my mom, I remember she would get, she'd get really anxious about where I at was. So mm-hmm. like when I was working, she, she think I was lying to her. I wasn't, I was actually at work. So she'd go to the workplace to make sure I was there. Wow. <laughs> Were they she, that strict with your brother? Yeah. Um, no, not with my brother. I think it's also he's a guy and okay. he's older. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and he also didn't work until he was 25. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no stalking needed because mm-hmm. he was always at home studying. Um, so my brother's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Like went to uni, good grades, Mod- listens to my- Yeah, golden yeah. child. Yeah. And I'm like the devil child. But um, <laughs> like our relationship, like it's a lot better now that I'm older because I appreciate it a lot more and mm-hmm. I'm also like moved out of home. So- 
I was like, man, my parents actually did a lot for me. <laughs> when you like move out home, you're like, oh shit, like how do you cook? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like our relationship's a lot, lot better now. But when I was in high school, I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, it would, so you didn't tell them that you weren't going to school, at, like you weren't going to go uni, right? Yeah, I didn't tell so them. I was like, less time they know about, less time they have to stress. Yeah. Even like when I, as an adult now, this is what I do. When I go overseas or go on holiday, I tell them one day before. So it saves them like, because they're older now. I don't want the cortisol to increase. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that too, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I barely ever tell them. Like, I, I only give them like, like they only notice. give them short notices yeah. so they don't have time to think Stress. about it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like if they have time to think about it, they, they're going to come back and go, son, don't do that. Like, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get arrested or you're gonna get kidnapped by terrorists or something. That's He's gonna think one, of the yeah. craziest things ever. Really? Like if you give them time to think about it. So that's like, my parents too. Like I've learned to just tell them I'm gonna go somewhere instead of asking, or I'll just tell them last minute. Yeah, yeah. That's so bizarre because I don't get that. Yeah, you don't get- I tell them I tell them everything, and like for example, for the one year I went traveling. I said to him, I gave him like six month notice. I was coming home, like going, and they're like, cool, "Wow, where are you going?" That, that's like, fair enough because you went for a whole year. Yeah, I would have well, thought of mom waking up. If I, my mom would be like, "Where are you going?" I'm I want your itinerary. Yeah, yeah. Who are your friends at? I saw on WeChat someone got kicked yeah. out there. And then they we- go, don't go. Yeah. On WeChat, my friend from this country that I've never met told me someone got kidnapped there, so you can't go. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, I'm always getting kidnapped. I don't know who's kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always getting kidnapped. And then like, um, even it's actually interesting. Even now as my business gr- has grown, because my mom's like, oh, like you're making a lot of money. Like your business is like, she still doesn't know what to do. She thinks I sit in front of a screen all day. Um, she's like, someone's going to scam you out of all your money. <laughs> oh, so she's still like very yeah. paranoid. Very, very paranoid. I think that's her upbringing, right? But like, I think that's why I have to like put distance with her. And that's like why I actually moved out home because I was like, man, these beliefs are like ingrained in me. I got to like get out. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it, I feel like it does sometimes like you do, even though you don't, you don't think about it and you don't like believe it. You're like, oh, maybe I will get kidnapped mm-hmm. when you're like, it's like dark and you're walking <laughs> in like San Diego. You're like alone. Like, oh, my mom was right. We get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, it's good for your mental health as well moving out. Like, yeah. And because like it, the same thing happened to me with my parents where, um, you know, when I was living with, I was the last one to, li- yeah. to leave because I was starting a business. I, you know, I wanted yeah. to make sure I save up, up as much money as possible. Yeah. And then what happened was that um, when I did leave, I just felt like, holy crap, like my, my head's a lot more clearer. Mm. And when I come home from work, I don't have to deflect. I don't have to put a shield up yeah. to like block my parents out then constant nagging telling me to it's your own space yeah, yeah. So. it's like what did you do today what did you do you yeah. need to eat have you eaten yet did you bring a jacket Don't you? why are you home so late this happened to you because we were on a call but like your mum walks into a meeting room <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like what the heck man like i'm in a meeting i like you specifically say like hey i've got a meeting for the next few hours don't walk in so like, have you eaten <laughs> Asian mums have like this lack of like um, awareness about like what's around. So the other day I was at a Asian, like I was at a wedding, it was a Western wedding. And um, my mum was literally standing in the middle of the aisle oh. taking photos <laughs> of the groom <laughs> as they were playing the fucking yeah. bridal music as they were coming down the right. I had to yank her out oh, no. in front of like 50 people because she literally had no awareness of like what oh. was going on. Like That's so oh. true. Yeah. They actually don't have any awareness. It's almost amazing. I'm like, I want the same confidence Asian mom has. They just don't care almost. Yeah. Completely oblivious. Yeah. yeah. Completely like got no idea what's going on. Mm. Well, she probably, this was like her first Western wedding, I think. Yeah. So right. she didn't understand the formalities, mm. but come on, like seriously, <laughs> no one else is standing in the middle yeah, aisle. Don't Everyone is like, it's like Moses parting the Red Sea and you're like literally standing in the middle. She's like, wow, what a good view. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just left it open for me. Well, free ticket too. Everything's free. Or maybe I should just go and eat the food there too. Get the most expensive food. Asian mom was like, I could have cooked this better. Yeah. (laughs) All the time. So um, did you grow up, uh, you know, I guess in high school and friends, like, you know, we talk about family, but like social circles, did you mainly hang around with Asians? I actually, this is funny. In high school, so I didn't have no friends. Like I had a circle and I would hang out with that circle, but like, I would never go to their part. Like I'll get invited to buy it. I'll never go because I would rather like go to work and make money. Um, so like after high school finish, I actually like, I never kept in contact with them, but like we, we still follow each other on like social media. It's not like there's like any bad 
kind of blood or anything. It's just we're in different stages of our life. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my friends now are like a lot older. They're in like their thirties. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's almost like a skipped that like uni year where you like party mm-hmm. until you're like 24. Right. Um, and like, I think you weren't interested or I just wasn't interested. Like that's my age and we get too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, yeah, back at school, like I would say when I, I had a job, um, so I worked at a cafe and a lot of my like friends would be from that cafe because that's where I spend most of my time, right? But like in high school, like I wasn't weird that I had no friends. Like there's people I hung out with, but I wouldn't say I had any like close friends. But now like I have like close friends from like back when I was a personal trainer and stuff like that because we're kind of all in that same like journey in life now, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Did you, I mean, in high school itself, you know, um, like from yeah. a, um, like a racial level. Yeah. Because you said like school was like mainly a mix. It was like yeah. you had, you know, a diverse sort of um, racial diversity there. So then did you mainly hang around with Asians? Yeah. You, you were in the Asian group? Yeah, I was in the Asian group. Such an Asian thing, right? Yeah. All the Asians hang out with Asians. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, I guess it's a natural thing, right? And maybe they were, they're probably doing things that you weren't interested in. in yeah. Studying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> learning. True. Yeah. No, yeah. They'll go to the library and they'll study. I was like, oh, fuck, I wish I could. Do you were that. dealing froyo. <laughs> I wish you could. money. <laughs> it wasn't even my money. It was someone else got the money. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go and text him for my commissions from when I was 14. Um, yeah, they were mainly Asian. So oh, it feels so long ago, high school. Yeah, I guess like sometimes, like you, you're the, the type of Asians that were. You just didn't connect pretty yeah. You didn't connect with them that well. Hey? I didn't connect with them that well, but like um I, I liked like I liked hanging with them during mm. school. But I think like because they all went to uni together after. Like I didn't really and didn't go to uni Yeah, and then like I, I tried to catch up with them after. So like the first year out of high school you start kinda of stay in touch with everyone and then slowly like life gets busier and busier. Um I think it's I was always like that person. Like they invite me to a party and I'll be like, Yeah, like um I'll come. And then like, I wouldn't like last night be like, yeah, I'm not coming. And then like eventually like, they stopped inviting me because Claudia's a flake. <laughs> you know, you know that friend? Yeah. Uh, but like I really like, I really enjoy just working. Like I really enjoy just working at night instead. Where did you take- get that fire though? Like, like I know you like making money, but when you're Maybe that trauma. Young- yeah? <laughs> Maybe trauma. I don't know. Like I, cause the last job I had, um, when I was in high school was at a frozen, sorry, not frozen yogurt place, it was at a dessert cafe. You might've heard of it, Santuro. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I got that when I was about 16, 16, I think, 15, 16, I can't remember, 16. Um, and I actually worked my way up to store manager while I was still in school there. And I was just like, yep, yeah, I'll just take all the shifts. So I was pretty much working full time, like 30 hours while I was still in school. Wow. I was just like stacking money. I wasn't very good at saving back then. So I get money and like- You'd blow it. I, like, I don't even know what I would buy. I think I buy food and clothes. Like, I just, I don't even know what I buy. But well, I'm like, curious because, like, it's just like what Davey said. I'm like, there are some people who'd love to make money, but they don't work as hard as you do. Mm. You are, you just take anything that's in front of you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just. Is, is I, your dad like that or is your mom like that? I think my parents, like, my my mom and dad definitely very hard workers in their own ways. So like my dad, like literally since I was young, I remember him just waking up 4am to like drive to Chester Hill to like open his like his friend's news agent. So like he does like, he never had a day off. So I think like unconsciously I might have like. That was the standard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like my mom, like never take like a day off. Like she'd always be like cleaning, cooking something, building something, sewing something. I don't know. She'll find something <laughs> to do. So like. It's that like mental. It's almost that mentality. What, how do you say it? Like I think definitely like seeing my dad. Like I think he's he like a month. He takes like one day off mm-hmm. on Sunday. So like, I think another part is like I obviously want my parents to, like retire. So like more money I have, like I can give them that opportunity so they can stop working. Do, right? do you feel burnt out? Like um, I go through stages. So I go overseas, then I'm, like come back. I'm like I'm good. Hmm. Ten days. That's what. That's that's what me and Can talk about too. Like it's just like burning out. It's just. It's just part of the game. It's like, part of the game. It's just, it's so normalized yeah. in me now. It's just like, oh, I'm burnt out. And then I tell people that I'm burnt out. And then, and then once, like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right in a day. Just give me one day. And then one day I'm, I'm back yeah. to normal again. Like, I, I do, I definitely do get burnt out. I think like last December, I was very burnt out. Um, it was actually funny. There was this one year, I think it was 2021. So I would go interstate, like before the second pandemic hit. I'll go on a holiday, I'll come back, I was so sick. Because my body didn't like when it went on holiday, 
I was like, it's time to rest. Mm. And I'll be so sick after. I'm I like, get that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no more holidays, Claudia. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. have time for this. I don't know. Do you guys get this? Like, I go on a holiday. Yeah. And then I always get sick on the last day before coming back. Mm. And it's because I think, well, this is how I used to travel. I used to, like, plan the shit out of my, like, mm. I, like every hour, every minute. Oh, my God. I'd know exactly where I'd be, what, because I wanted to get the most out of my stressful. best day. He's the best to hang out with, like, at, at, at um, holidays. I used to go all the time with yeah. him. Yeah. Because he'll plan it all out. travel agent, basically. Uh. He's, and he's, like, tour guide and, and translator. And, and, and brained. <laughs> and brained. <laughs> yeah, he leaves his brain back in Australia. And, um, and so, like, on the last day, I'd always come down with a fever. Always, without fail, I'd have yeah. like five or six trips in a row like this. And I think it's like what you say, you're so like, um, you spend so much time planning and you're like stressed and you're like trying mm-hmm. to make things work so that when you finally, your body finally relaxes, <laughs> yeah. it literally <laughs> just shuts down, shuts down <laughs> like, it, like gives way. You yeah, know? Uh, that, that happened to me for a whole year. I was like, oh, I think I'm like a little burnt out. So what do you do? What does Chloe do? Okay, I'm going to hire a health coach. <laughs> <laughs> Take more money. I want to talk about that actually, because Claudia, like I know you, I'm your accountant, but you spend a lot of money on coaches and training. Yeah. So let's talk numbers. How much do you spend on a annual basis? Like I should. Well, last year I think I spent close to like fifty grand. Yeah. In it. So yeah, like a house deposit. Sorry, mortgage Mm. brokers, listen to this. Um, like I think last year I spent close to fifty grand, but I was going hard last year. I was like, anything I need, I'm gonna pay someone for it. So health coach. I hired a business coach. I hired a mindset coach. I did like all these like random courses. Um, what else did I do? I hired a commi- like a coach that helped me with speaking. Like all these, co- like anything I need to help with, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll do it. If there's a virtual event, I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll do you it. You did social media. Like I, I've seen it because I've seen your bank yeah. statements. So <laughs> verify that yeah, there is like, a lot of- Like expenses are just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but it works because it works. that's how you made like yeah. the money that you've made. Like, yeah. you know, 200K in tw- less than 12 months is, it's pretty crazy. Because yeah. i got to say, most people wouldn't drop any coin on a coach, let alone five or six coaches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I think, um, I, I do remember when Davey first walked into my office and he was like, you got to meet this girl called Claudia. She's <laughs> super young, but she spends so bloody, so much bloody money on coaching and programs. And I was like, what do you like? And so, and, and as I got to know you, um, you are not afraid to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the big thing. For, yeah. Like that's the big difference between Claudia yeah. and other little Asian girl, you know, <laughs> like, but I, I do, Asian girl. but I do think that, um, if you're willing to, inv- like, if you yep. see it as not a cost and you see yep. it as an investment, um, it becomes like a much more palatable thing. Right. Yep. So it, was this always something that you were willing to do or was it, what happened? Like, no, it wasn't something I was always willing to do, but like, I think yeah. over time, like I just learned if I want speed, I'm just going to invest into it. Like someone's done it before. I want them to teach me. Yeah, I probably can get it from a Google search, but how long will it take me? Six, 12 mm-hmm. months. I'm going to just pay someone, learn off them, get the knowledge, and I can do it faster. But like my first investment, what was it? Um, yeah, I made this first like high ticket investment. It would have been 2019. I paid in $50 payment plans bi-weekly. For how long? <laughs> For like a year. Wow. To teach you? <laughs> to teach me like, um, what was it? It was just like a mindset course. Like I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, okay, the only way I'll do it is if you take $50 a fortnight or like a week. I can't remember what it was. And uh, I made a post about that recently on social media and the actual coach is like, Hey, I think that was the $50 a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, thank you. Thank you. Like you actually remember that because no one would pay like, a, like that. Um, but the mindset around that is just like, I think about this. If my clients are going to invest in me, I need to invest um, as well. Like I will also go through stages where I do like hard investing and then I'll be like, yep, I'm good. I just need to like integrate everything I learned. Then I'll go again kind of thing. But um, yeah, like I just want speed. Like It's hard for me to um, do what you're doing right now. I don't know if it's because I'd studied my freaking whole life. Like, you know, from you mm. know kindergarten all the way to yeah. university to uh, doing yeah. CA. So I'm, I struggle to like pick up a pen and paper and just read. And, and sometimes that's why I can't read at all. Oh, you're saying like with structured learning. Yeah, structured learning. I can't do it. So that's why this is kind of structured learning. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit different yeah. and faster. Um, I guess like maybe I could say that you weren't doing it in your early days. So now you're so invested in education, yeah. which is <laughs> that's just such a strange. Because it's something that's that you true, like yeah. as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like I should do this study. You know what? Nothing ever interests me. I actually... 
circle back, like I chose a lot of fun subjects in year 11, 12, so like food, food technology, hospitality, like I think I even did like a makeup course in TAFE. <laughs> so yeah, didn't, didn't do any of like the hard subjects or the fun ones, but I was in business studies because I was passionate in business studies. And I remember, like, this is kind of off a tangent, but I just remember this. Um, we had a sub teacher. Do you remember sub teachers in high school? They'll just come in and mm-hmm. they're like, like it was like a free day. Yeah. For, sick or- yeah, it was like a free day for all the students. And I just remember telling them, like, I want to have a business one day. It's just like um, have freedom and like help people where like I want to be my own boss and like make a lot of money. And she's like, sweetie, that's a dream. Like no one can oh, do that. Whoa. Oh my and God. I was just like, what? Someone said that? Yeah, like a business studies teacher said that. I was and like, like, that's why you're a substitute yeah. teacher. <laughs> but I was just like, I always remember back to, back to feels like, shouldn't you be like encouraging your like students? Yeah. I don't know. That was like the moment I was like, I don't think anything the teachers say means anything. <laughs> like, but it makes a big difference yeah. between like good and bad teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a very good teacher for yeah. commerce in year 10 though. She was, she was like, whatever you do, I feel like if you're you put your like work into it you'll be really good at so she was an amazing teacher but i just felt like all the teachers like they almost didn't want to be there maybe i got shitty teachers so Mm -hmm. Um, it's also i actually think it's because like teachers don't get paid well enough i'm like all the talented people why the hell would you be a teacher well like the the class before the guy there could have been a guy that was just complete asshole to him like a kid that was an asshole and so therefore he would just be burnt out and so when you drop a pen on the table or something, you make a noise. Like yeah. as an Asian, I, I I remember talking to my parents about this, and teachers are put on a pedestal in mm-hmm. Asian countries. Oh, like they're yeah. like out there with like doctors, doctors and yeah. lawyers and stuff, right? Yeah. Here, teachers are not yeah. placed that way, which yeah. is really bizarre because it's such an important part of it. It um, shapes the generation. Literally right? does. Yeah, yeah. Literally they does. should definitely get paid more because they shape the generation. Mm-hmm. Like shape- I feel like if I had a really good teacher, like the teachers that are that were good in the subjects i actually did really well and so i actually did very well in commerce mm. in year nine and ten because my teacher was amazing mm-hmm. like but the, i feel like the other teachers not that they weren't amazing but like actually no they weren't amazing <laughs> yeah. um like i didn't i didn't connect with them and i feel like that's why i really struggled in school too mm-hmm. and like yeah. even the coaches i have now like, i really connect with them i can really learn off them the mentors and the courses i like it's just so much easier for me to learn mm. so like i yeah, I felt like I had a study problem in year, like in high school, but now I feel like I can really study. I can read, Like I hated reading when I was in high school. But I love reading now. Like I always buy books, audiobooks. So it's really weird. I'm like, maybe it is. you're interested in it. Yeah, yeah. maybe it is because like I didn't study. Back then. You, get, like, you get to put the time in for stuff that you yeah. want to get out Yeah, and stuff. Like you're yeah. in high school, you didn't enjoy it because it's like, I'm not going to go to uni anyways. What's the point? What am yeah. I studying for? Yeah, yeah. for sure, for mm. sure. But yeah, just to circle back to investing in, I think like if you want speed, invest in mm-hmm. yourself because like people people always invest in stuff like houses, mm-hmm. crypto. If anyone bought crypto lately, long, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't check your portfolio. Like um, <laughs> yeah. ETFs and stuff. Like yeah, like you'll get a return, but that return's got to take a long time. Whereas if you invest into a course or mentor, you probably get a faster return. Um, I believe you get a faster return, mm-hmm. and you'll have those skills for life. So I. I invested in high paying skills so I could get a return on that. Yeah, right? me and Ken talk about this all the time yeah. where it's just like there's just there's nothing out there, no other asset that would make the amount of returns that would make yeah. if you run a business yeah. or yourself. So I just like, and I've seen some clients, they say to me, oh, um, do you invest in this X, Y, and Z? Um, if you don't, then I kind of, you can't kind of advise me or like, you know, they think like, they think, yeah, I don't know. They just have this like, they look down on you or something mm-hmm. like as if you don't have money or something. And I was like, man, you don't know, you don't understand, man. The people I've, I've worked with so many people. Yeah. Like I've known thousands of clients in my 15 years of doing accounting. And then you once I've for 15 years. Yeah, I know. It's Jeez. crazy, right? Yeah. So, um, and the ones that make the most money are the ones that like invest in themselves yeah. and they're running a business. Um, you know, they, you know, they build some sort of empire. But yeah, the ones that like think they know what they're doing by investing in crypto and and when they do, like, yeah, they do. It's just everyone's like, got their own path. There's like I'm not saying crypto and stuff is wrong. Like everyone's got their own path. I, I <laughs> when I'm investing in crypto ETFs, I just see red of like yes. could have bought a mental like could have bought a course. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I logged in crypto. Um, I think like two days ago. I'm like <sighs> I just like see all saw the red of like could have bought a course. Um, yeah, like that. I that's should a build a course thing. for you, by the way. Yeah. You, a course, you can you? build a module in my course. When people ask me accounting, I'm like, I don't know. I just I go to my accountant so I don't go to jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know. Um, but yeah, like 
it's the speed factor, but like how people invest, it's always going to be different. Like mm-hmm. if you want to invest in stocks and you want to buy a house, it's not, it's not wrong. It's just, I like, I think for me, I personally like to invest into yeah. myself to get like, cause what well, I'm 23 now, I can invest in myself. Like I'm going to be in pretty good position when I'm 30, I assume. Yeah. Wait, you're like, 23? Holy shit, man. How old did you think I was? I, I, I actually didn't think you were 23. I thought you were like 25, 26. I actually <laughs> did not know how old you were because you never tell me. Every time I'm asked, you're like, oh, tw- early 20s. Yeah. You know? Well, someone like I was presenting in um, uh, New Zealand and FedEx and then John, like my friend John is like, guess, he loves this game. Guess how old Claudia is. Guess, 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 because I'm Asian. Can't tell. And the guy's like 43. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think I was 21 at that time or 20. Yeah, I think I was 21 at that time. And then the next year they invited me to speak and he was the guy choosing. I was like, I think you felt bad. <laughs> That's insane though, man. You're um, 23 and you're like, you know, and when I was 23, I think I was making 60K a year. 70, yeah, 60, I'd yeah. say I was about the same. Yeah, um, I know there's inflation and all, but there's no way inflation to that extent. Like, not you know, inflate to 200K, yeah. which is what, like, you know, what you're making now yeah. currently. <sighs> but, yeah. okay, so if you're someone like, the trajectory you were on, which is not interested in high school, not mm. interested in go to uni, um, still trying to figure out what you like, yeah, right. And you you say invest in yourself, right? Yeah. What any other advice that mm. you'd sort of give to people? Um, just to circle back to investing yourself. Another reason I invested in myself was those circles, like masterminds. I would meet people that like I mm. could make connections with as well that would help me. Um, so like that's another thing with investing in yourself. You're paying to have high quality friends almost if that makes sense (laughs) that sounds a bit weird but like you're paying to have high quality friends so like that's another part of investing yourself because you're not going to go in the street like or buy and be like the the guy's gonna be making like a million dollars and you can connect and learn off him like you got to be in like that circle and that really helps you're like oh you see like what other people are doing um but your question was like what else like what other advice would you say besides investing in yourself um like just fail faster Mm -hmm. if something doesn't work um because like i like, fuck, I failed so many times in, like, the last five years. I can't even count. Like, if you just fail fast, if something doesn't work, try the next thing. Like, no one cares. Literally, like, you think people care, like, when you fail and you're like, oh, I don't want to start this business. Like, so-and-so is going to judge me. They're so busy with their own life. They don't care. So, like, they have no idea what and you've the done. the ones that judge are the ones that, yeah. like, shouldn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Because yeah. I think a lot of it, like, um, it, with that Asian background, I think, like, what, a lot of us brought up with that achievement base where it's like, hey, like you got to achieve and if you don't like get A plus or whatever. You're like, like the you're- most risk averse people. Mm. Yeah. Take no risks. Yeah. Mm. They're like, I'm a failure because like they're being brought up that way. So like they don't want to start a business because they want to fail, right? But like, hey, you got to fail to like learn some stuff. Like even I would ask like all three of you, how much have you like failed in? Like you got to learn, like maybe there's like a team member that didn't work or there's an idea that didn't work. Like you learned from that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like, I've had webinars that didn't work. Like cause people didn't close on sales and launch it. Like I did a bad launch. Like you just got to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. like go next. You definitely yeah. learn more from failures than yeah. success. I feel like, yeah. you know, just because it prompts you to review yeah. everything. Sometimes yeah. if we're really successful, we just go like, yeah, great. Next. Mm-hmm. You know, what's it's, yeah. it's yeah. You fail fast, but you also bounce back at quick yeah. too. So that's the part where you need to bring yourself back. Yeah, right? for sure. Because like, yeah, you have, like I see some people that go, uh, they fail once, which is they do a course and it doesn't yeah. work out and they yeah. just give up, right? Oh, I have a really good story about that. I yeah. paid for like a business coach in, um, I think, 2020. I realized this dude wasn't even a business coach. So I, for, I don't know, like, I don't know what was going through my mind then. Like I didn't even do research and this guy just gave him money. It's like, probably shouldn't do that, by the way. And I figured out he wasn't even a business coach. He didn't even do business coaching anymore. So I think like his business failed or something and like he did something else. And like. So he's a scam artist. Not a scam artist, but like he doesn't do anymore. He took me as a client probably because he needed money. Right. Uh Um, But like that lesson I could have learned was like, oh, business coaches just scam you. But it's just like, no, I just made a bad investment. That's Mm -hmm. it. Right. So like. That's what some people do. They have a bad business. Co- like I've had clients that have had a bad business coach and they're like kind of like on the sales console. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want to invest in you because like I had a business coach before and like didn't really work out. I'm like, well, what's the lesson that you want to take that they don't work or like you don't want to invest again or like, hey, you just had a shitty coach. Next, like just yeah, find some someone people, else. Some it's almost an excuse. Paint everything well. with the same brush, right? Yeah. Like it's like, oh. I had a bad business coach, therefore yeah. all business coaches are bad. Yeah. Whereas it's just like you're saying, it's like, hey, it's just an isolated incident. Like, yeah. don't just 
we yeah. talk about racism like oh, not all white people are racist <laughs> <laughs> like in one bad experience like it's very situational yeah. um but i think you know like from an investing standpoint like meaning you know spending the money yeah. and the time and all that effort into sort of learning about this sort of stuff yeah what people are really scared about i feel like is like you said failure yeah like they're scared of like being perceived as failure therefore they don't tell anyone that they're doing this thing yeah. and if they don't tell anyone they're not um they don't back themselves into a corner having to do it yeah. and so i always find like even with this podcast that we're launching i'm just telling everyone because i'm like if everyone knows that I'm, we're doing yeah. it and we don't launch this thing it's gonna look really, yeah. really bad yeah, so we have to. Smart, smart. That's what I do as well. I actually literally just tell everyone everything. Like I, when I want something yeah. so badly, I would just literally tell my brothers, my family, my friends, even like the, the person I just met just then, I would just tell them, hey, yeah. just look at this thing. And so like if a few weeks later I meet these guys or like a month later yeah. and they like, oh, how's that thing going? Or the podcast. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that accountability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes, like I force the accountability on us. Yeah. Um, and hence, like, there is sometimes, like, it's a good thing where you just jump right into it and see yeah. how it goes. And plus, if you fail, you know. You're going to die anyway yeah. in 100 years. Come yeah. on, guys. Just, no one's going to remember. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like, I, I think just do it. Like, what's the worst that happened? Does it work out? You can, like, you can literally go back to what you're doing or you can try something else. Like, but what if, like, what's, this is the one thing I always say to people um, on sales calls and also clients as well is you're singing what if it doesn't work out actually 90 days what if it does work out what would your life look like mm-hmm. probably look pretty good compared to what it is now yeah. so like it's they're coming from a place of fear instead of like actually if this all works out like what does that life look like it's pretty mm-hmm. like it's pretty awesome it's yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well, I think that's all we have time for today. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, Claudia. Thank you really- for having me. Yeah. Um, where can we find you on socials? Where can you find me? So I'm on Instagram. I live there. Um, so I'll, it's cl- at Claudia underscore L1. And then I'm not sure if you're going to do show notes. I can put um, – We're, we're going to put everything in the yeah, show notes. I'll link you my Facebook business page. And, yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Level Asian podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode. And why not share it with friends and family who might enjoy it too? Also, make sure you head over to levelasianpodcast.com to join our email list and to receive the latest updates and get notified when the next episode drops. If you know a great guest we should feature, email us at contact at levelasianpodcast.com or DM us on our socials in the show notes. Catch you on the next episode.